Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. On today's show... The Hornets did not choose to sign another player out there in Brandon Jennings. Was that the right move? Plus, a preview of tonight's game in Los Angeles, this time against the Lakers, a young team, but a dangerous team. We talk more Hornets before 9 a.m. than most people do all day. You are locked on, Hornets. You are locked on, locked on, locked on Hornets. Your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Hornets, Charlotte Hornets news and analysis in your podcast feed whenever you need it. It's game night. Today's episode is brought to you by Frame Warehouse. Framewarehouse.net is the website. Get that framing project done that you've been waiting to get done. Frame Warehouse offers the best price on your next framing project. I'm Doug Branson, joined by the man, the myth, the legend, David Walker. What's up, buddy? Good morning. On the road again, David. You're never here anymore. I'm all about the road trips now, buddy. It's uh, it's all about getting out on the road, you know, seeing a little bit of America. <laughs> very, very, very little. Talking <laughs> the to stretch the stretch of road. Talking to the people. You're in. You're in. <laughs> are you in Winston Salem again? Right. Winston Salem. So I've seen the stretch of road from Charlotte to Winston Salem. And you were telling me. You, me you were telling me before the show. You're in some pretty sweet digs. This hotel is amazing. I went downstairs this morning and was just kind of poking around and I stumbled upon this. It, it reminded me like of the hatch and lost a little bit. Like it was <laughs> okay. a good start. It was just a staircase. And I looked down there and I go down there. There's a couple of flat screens. Okay. Go on a little further. Uh, it opens up into a cavernous basement pool table. Uh, you sound, like, you're, you sound like an advertisement for this. A cavernous open concept. <laughs> There was a half-court b-ball court. There was a gaming center. I mean, I'm going to check it out more, are you, so stay tuned. Are you certain you're not in someone's mansion? That doesn't sound, Gosh, that doesn't sound a, like a hotel. It could be an elaborate ruse or an episode of Black Mirror, but I'm going to stick with it. <laughs> Sir, the, why are you eating in my kitchen? Oh, I thought this was a continental <laughs> breakfast. All right, we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Head over to iTunes, search Locked On, and find podcasts on the NBA the NFL Golf Fantasy Sports. It's the fastest growing podcast network in the world. And uh, the world is on fire about NFL draft talk right now. And the NFL draft podcast is a great place to get up to speed on not only your team, but the rest of the teams in the NFL. Okay, let's start by going backwards a little bit. Uh, we read the last two minute report on this game between the Charlotte Hornets and the Los Angeles Clipper Clippers. A couple of controversial calls at the end of this game, David, and we wanted to update you on what we saw. So uh, a couple of fouls here that we were looking at in the last episode. First, the foul that they charged to Marvin Williams on the Blake Griffin drive. On that foul, they looked at it and said that Marvin's heel was in the restricted area, and so he could not have had a legal guarding position, and so that's why they decided to call the block on Marvin. I looked at the video 
gotta gotta give it to the refs there. I mean, I didn't see a ton of contact on that play, but you could definitely uh, make a call one way or the other, and they decided to give mm-hmm. the block there to Marvin, and it was a tightly called game. On the DeAndre Jordan goaltend non-call, they said the ball hit the rim. David, I've watched it a thousand times, <laughs> and I don't see it, and Clifford didn't see it either, and he had the probably the better angle on it, even though he was farther away. He had the reverse angle, so he, did, he wasn't being blocked by players, but I just can't see it. Yeah, and of course, as we know, none of this matters. <laughs> it's so frustrating, Doug. I mean, honestly, like, did you expect it to go anywhere? Did you expect it to, you know, make us well, feel better? Did no, you, I, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, but uh, stuff like that. It, so the goaltending calls are, are are bang bang calls. You can understand how they can miss them on the court. I don't understand. You know, this gets in the talk replay. Okay, we have replay. Let's get it all right. But if they're coming back and saying that you know, they still looked at it after the fact, it's like, you know, I, I just think those re- those block calls, uh, someone's always going to think the other side. It's ridiculous. And finally, they called the contact on Kimball Walker uh, near, the end of the, near the end of that overtime session by Chris Paul. They called it, quote, marginal. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. The no, fun. You're right. It doesn't. The league's uh, the last two minute report. It doesn't matter. But I love reading <laughs> some of the Twitter comments that we've gotten when we uh, dis- disclose this on Twitter. First from McLeod. <laughs> McLeod McLovin says it's comical how bad these are. Claims Kimba's shot hit the rim. Horrendous. Some league shill signed off on these. (laughs) Scott says, if this is what the last two-minute report tells us, then I'm with LeBron. We don't need to see it. At minimum, the goaltend is easy to see. I agree with Scott and LeBron James. Uh, Raymond tweeting, the goaltend did hit the rim. Maybe it's not as easy as as we thought. Because Raymond says... Is that Raymond Felt? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he plays for the Clippers, right? Yeah, uh, the yeah. goaltend did hit the rim before DJ's hand. Uh, NBA TV had a clear replay, but All CP3 right. bumping Kemba as a quote marginal is comical. And then finally, yeah. Johnny sums all of this up for us, tweeting, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Way to bring it, Johnny. I like it. Just very simple, plain language, and um, it pretty much sums up the, the, both the calls themselves, but also the last two-minute report, which, as you said, doesn't really do anything. Yeah, I'll tell you, it's one other thing to talk about. Maybe that's why they keep it going, right? I mean, it's always going to spark some debate on either side. I just don't know what the heck they're supposed to do with it. <laughs> it's like, But it does seem like they're coming out more this year and being like, no, they got it right. So maybe they're trying to correct you know, from last season, I felt like there was a lot where they missed and they and they said that. And people were like, well, great. But uh, maybe they're just reinforcing it this year. Who knows? Uh, well, let's talk about this next thing. Brandon Jennings waved by the yes. New York Knicks. And there was a, a fury of conversation around Brandon Jennings on Twitter and whether or not he would sign with the Charlotte Hornets. And this all got started, David, from an unlikely source the head coach of the Detroit Pistons, Stan Van Gundy, a known friend of Steve Clifford's, but it doesn't appear that relationship had anything to do with it. Uh, Van Gundy telling reporters that he had talked to uh, Brandon Jennings' agent and that it looked, it appeared as if Jennings was headed to Charlotte, and that had you know reports popping up everywhere. Uh, but then um, a few hours later, uh, it, Stein reported that the Hornets were not interested in Brandon Jennings and were moving forward with getting Briante Weber signed to his 10-day contract. Weber, of course, also a uh, backup point guard. 
and they did that. So it doesn't look like Brandon Jennings will be headed to Charlotte. Did you think that Brandon Jennings would be a good idea for the Hornets? I actually did. This is somebody that I thought about uh, during the free agents or during the uh, right before the trade deadline. Um, and even before that, kind of when they were looking around for possible targets they could bring in that had been around for a little bit and were still somewhat viable. Um, I, I'm not quite sure why they didn't move. Well, I mean, we can talk about why we think they didn't move forward with it. Um, but yeah, I kind of targeted that when I saw him getting released yesterday, you know, my eyes perked up a little bit. So it was definitely interesting to me, me and Stan Van, I guess, uh, <laughs> so funny. That is hilarious that Stan Van was just out there, uh, you know, breaking news. It feels, <laughs> yeah, it feels like that's not really his place. It's not, it feels like he set that a turn a little bit. <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't know if, if signing Brandon Jennings was a good idea. And, and and you know, this is odd for me because I've been advocating for the Hornets to add a scoring punch on the bench when it came to Lou Williams and such. But I think, mm-hmm. like, if you look at Brandon Jennings' production this season, it's been wildly... It's, it's actually, been, yeah, it's well, close to Ramon Sessions. I mean, if you right, look at the numbers. Right, it's, it's been wildly inconsistent. And, and, when I, and I tweeted this on the Lockdown Hornets account, but if you look at his numbers when he plays 20 or more minutes, they look pretty good. But when you look at when he plays 10 to 20 minutes, those numbers dip significantly. And mm-hmm. and I think that's those are the minutes that he would probably get in Charlotte because, again, right. Kimball Walk, it's tough to play those two guys side by side because of they're both short. They're both 6'1", and that's a, that's a, a generous 6'1 for Kimball Walker. But um, Jennings' numbers take a dip, and I think it's because – for for a guy like him, it takes him a little while to get the engine running and, and to get some shots up and to get comfortable, and I don't know if he would necessarily be afforded that time uh, with the Charlotte Hornets. And there are a couple of other issues that we can get into as well with, with the Jennings signing. First of all, they'd have to use the room exception, so that would be at you know another $2.8 million for this season on the books, and if 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 the market is competitive for Brandon Jennings, we've we heard that other teams may have wanted to sign him too, the Wizards and and such. That then you know suddenly it could be two years, two point eight million dollars, and the last thing the Hornets need to do, I think, at this point, is add additional money uh, and, and strap themselves because they're. I think they're going to be looking to do some things in the off season uh, to try to move some money around and open it up, and it's going to be tougher if you continue to add. And uh, yeah. David, uh, real, I mean, real quick, uh, got to yeah. talk about our friends at Frame Warehouse. Uh, you know, it's it's spring cleaning time, David. Yes. It's a little early. Spring's a little early. <laughs> but it's spring cleaning time, and, and I think it's time to freshen up the walls, freshen up the house a little bit. And there's no better way to do that than to find that piece of art or find that jersey or that poster that's been hanging around the house for far too long and get it in a nice frame and get it up on the wall. And if you're going to do it, you have to do it with our friends at Frame Warehouse. We are proud to partner up with Frame Warehouse because they've been family-owned right here in the heart of Charlotte for over 35 years. They have the guaranteed best price on every framing project. And at Frame Warehouse, you can frame almost anything for next to nothing. If you can think of it, you can get it framed. Sports memorabilia, posters for your office, maybe your kid's bedroom, or a jersey. Get that, you know, a lot of people play these... uh, these spring basketball leagues or these winter basketball leagues. Be proud of your 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 pickup basketball league championship <laughs> and get that jersey on the wall. 
And, you know, Frame it up. that's right. And, and as a guy, you know, sometimes framing can seem like a daunting task because there are so many choices. What kind of frame do I get? Do I do glass? No glass. Luckily, Frame Warehouse has framing experts that will walk you through the entire process and turn your project around super quick and for a great price. So don't let your prized possessions go undisplayed. Talk to our friends at Frame Warehouse at one of their six locations in Charlotte. Go to framewarehouse.net today and find the one near you and tell them Locked On Hornets sent you. Locked On Hornets Live is tonight at 6 o'clock p.m. on youtube.com forward slash Locked On Hornets. We've got ESPN's Chris Herring in the house. He's going to tell us about uh, his research that he's done on Kimba Walker and how well Kimba is shooting while being closely defended. Plus, we're going to do our own edition of Shark Tank in honor of that reality show making a visit to the Queen City. Plus, we've got GIF of the Week, and it's an excellent one, let me tell you. I'll just I'll, I'll, I'll hint at one thing. Nick Cage is involved. So there you go. Oh. Uh, plus, wow. we've, got, we've got the showdown as well, getting you ready for the week ahead in Hornets basketball. Again, Locked On Hornets Live, youtube.com forward slash Locked On Hornets. Go there, hit the subscribe button, and you will get alerts when we go live at 6 o'clock p.m. tonight. Any last thoughts on Brandon Jennings, David? Yeah, so I'm in agreement with you. Agreeance. Agreeance. Fred Durst. Fred Durst. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Friday Gastonia. Um, (laughs) So Brandon Jennings, Ramon Sessions, very similar. But you know who he is not as similar to? Oh, my gosh. Brandon Jennings is better than Brian Robinson. I think you're (laughs) a little too comfortable in this uh, mansion that you're staying in in Winston-Salem. It's this this comfy robe I have on right now. that's what I'm looking at here, Doug. Like Sessions is not playing right now. Brian Roberts is playing right now. And that's the big drop off you're seeing Mm. when this team goes to the bench unit. And when he comes in, that's the, that's the play I'm kind of looking to fill in for here. Not so much Sessions. And I think Jennings is absolutely a step over, over Brian Roberts. Um, He's a more competent point guard. I'm not saying he's going to come here and change the direction of this team, but this point guard spot has been an issue for a while. And this is an option. This is is a a chance to upgrade it. That's the whole point, David, though. If you're not, if you're not saying that, if you're not saying that he can change the direction, then then don't don't invest. Right. Then don't invest any money. It's not a big investment, though. I mean, at this point, they're they're, they're clearly still trying. Look, you're cash strapped next season and the next season. So any investment. This is not going to cost. you got to be able to figure out a way to to make a signing like that happen. (laughs) I'm sorry. Like, if you're still trying to make the playoffs, which they are, I think, um, even if they're not going about it aggressively, he's better than McCallum. He's better than Roberts. I'm assuming he's probably better than Briante Weber. I know they're not going to play that much, but this is a chance to make your team better. And I just feel like they've passed up a couple of those opportunities, and this is another one. Okay. That's it. We clearly we clearly disagree on this, but that's okay because because they didn't sign Brandon Jennings, so we don't have to continue no. to disagree about this. We look, we, we look forward to seeing them play against the uh, play for the Wizards. Yeah, I think that's where he's going to end up because that's yeah. a team that it, it, it can do enough to get them a first-round series victory. I don't even know if a Brandon Jennings signing is enough to get the Hornets to the playoffs. So, and, and they look, they've the Hornets have competed with the Los Angeles Clippers, took them right down to the wire, yeah. and, and put a beat down on the Sacramento Kings, and they've got a lot of those Kings-type opponents coming up. I just don't know if you need it 
I just don't know if you need it and if it's if the investment would be worth it. So we'll see. Hey, big shout out to our friend and uh, Hornets broadcaster Eric Collins for giving us a shout out on the broadcast. Uh, that was pretty cool, David. That was awesome. Eric Collins and Stephanie Reddy, right? And the whole squad there for, you for go ahead, Eric shout Collins. us out. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly cool stuff. Uh, yeah, the, the if you want to hear Eric Collins' interview, uh, just check out youtube.com forward slash locked on hornets and uh, go back into the archives. That was a fun interview, and honestly, we we talked a lot about just Eric Collins, so it, it's an interview that still holds up. We didn't talk a lot about it was right as the season was getting started, so there there wasn't a ton to talk about in terms of present day Hornets. Uh, so it's a fun interview. Go check it out. Yeah. Uh, a speaking lot of, of, a lot of evergreen. Yeah. material there. This would we in the biz. It's a, it's a business term. It's official. Podcasts are where advertisers want to be. More and more people are listening to podcasts every day, and studies show that podcast listeners are some of the most engaged consumers out there. If you have a business or service, consider a sponsorship on Locked On Hornets. Rates are affordable, and you'll be supporting the best Hornets talk anywhere. Send an email to buzzbuzz at lockedonhornets.com for more information. Let's talk about some present-day Hornets, though. They are uh, hanging around in Los Angeles after their overtime loss to the Clippers on Sunday. They'll play the Lakers tonight, tip set for 10.30 Eastern. Oh, my God. Whoo! Well, you know, (laughs) my internet's out right now, and I I don't have anything to do with the house, so this might be a game I stay (laughs) up for. There's nothing better to do. Uh, (laughs) The Hornets are still fighting for a chance to get back into the Eastern Conference playoff picture but the Lakers at 19 and 41 are in full tank mode, developing an exciting young core of Brandon Ingram, who they did not want to give up for DeMarcus Cousins, Julius Randle, and D'Angelo Russell, while dispatching with veteran talent like Lou Williams. This is a team in turmoil, David, and a team the Hornets should be able to dispatch if they play their game. Yeah, if they play anywhere close to how they've played, even against the Clippers, which was in a loss. Uh, Sacramento, and even for three quarters of the game in Detroit, they'll be fine. And they should be. Uh, And they should be take some things away from that Clippers game, right? They didn't have to travel. They stayed in the same place. They stayed in La La Land. Maybe they checked out some movies. Uh, Maybe they did some cool stuff. But they should have a good game tonight, uh, Doug, because this is one day. (laughs) Raw stuff. I like that. Um, (laughs) This is a game they need. Uh, Let's be clear. Uh, this and if they can work out, you know, they've got uh, the Lakers, Phoenix on Thursday, and then Denver on Saturday. Those are, I mean, those are winnable games. So to close out the back stretch of this um, road trip would be, I think, would be a small victory for this team, don't you? Absolutely. And if they can possibly, I mean, we haven't, we don't have any word on Cody Zeller yet, but if they could possibly get Cody Zeller back during this, uh, during the final few games of this road trip, although I feel like maybe they, they just hold him out until they can get back into Charlotte. That may be, yeah. who knows. Um, all right, the Lakers have lost their first two games out of the All-Star break, taking pretty severe beatings to, at the hands of the San Antonio Spurs and the Oklahoma City Thunder, though uh, Brandon Ingram scored a career high in his last game, 22 points on 10 of 15 shooting. And that's, that's the danger in this game is that you have uh, young players that have mm-hmm. the ability to get hot on a given night and um, – what do you think? But what do you think of Brandon Ingram? You've you've had a chance to see him this season develop a little bit. Do you do you? I think, and I and I've heard I listen to some of these national podcasts, and I feel like the 
the the Brandon Ingram debate is still raging on whether he will, oh, yeah. will develop into a a star caliber player. What do you think? I mean, he's still rail thin, which is somewhat to be expected, I guess. But I think I'd rather have Demarcus Cousins. Well, um, well I mean, okay, <laughs> but no. Uh, how much can you really tell? I, I don't know. I mean, he's so skinny at this point. And I don't think his offensive game, like a Kevin Durant light, very, very light, um, is I think what people were hoping to see. I don't know if they've exactly seen that. Uh, yeah, it's all potential. I mean, all these guys at this this age and coming out one year and playing on a horrible team. Um, I really like. Very, I just really like Brandon Ingram. I, I feel, I feel well, like yeah. it's of course it's Kevin Durant light now. But when I I watched the the tape on him against San Antonio where he did score those twenty two points on ten of fifteen shooting, and he he just has that instinctual ability with his handle and his pull up game. Uh, at mid range, I mean, he can just find areas on the floor to get a shot up, and and he was pu- he was putting a few guys on skates with that handle, and and he he does it unexpectedly, and he does it quickly, and um, I don't know, I just I just really like his offensive game now. Well, you know, yeah, uh-huh. if he can put in any, if he puts in any work, right? I mean, the physical tools, like the gifts and the the challenges he he poses to people just with his length. I mean, it is crazy how long he is. If he has any muscle at all. Um, and develops an ability to kind of bang just a little bit, yeah, he's going to be a great offensive player. So you have to like that. It's just, you know, it's all these guys coming out. If you can show any flashes and do some nice things, you got to feel good about where they could be, right? It'll be interesting to see who the Hornets match up him with, if it's MKG or if it's... Mar... No, it'd be, it'd be, it would be Batum. Mar- but and that would be mm, a fun yeah. ma- that would be a fun matchup just from a link perspective. You got Batum and and Brandon Ingram going one on one with one another. That would be fun. But I, I think it's going to end up being MKG on uh, mm. Brandon Ingram. So that could be it's going to be a tougher test maybe than than what he was going up against in San Antonio. Uh, so the Lakers' problems though have nothing to do with offense. This team can score, but it's mostly with defense and turnovers. They average over fifteen turnovers per game. Uh, D'Angelo Russell is averaging 2.7. Julius Randle is averaging 2.4. Make that guy put the ball on the floor. Coach Luke Walton is challenging this team to make quick reads, quick passes, things that uh, will make this team good eventually, David. I I really think this Lakers team has a potential to be very good. It's just going to take take time, something that they, they are not accustomed to dealing with. They're not accustomed to being patient with developing players. Uh, they've they've just traditionally brought in stars to make this to, to you know to uh, reinvigorate this team very quickly. Um, but until until then, those quick reads, those quick passes will expose them for the young team that they are. And the Hornets uh, have to take advantage of that. On the other hand, uh, Charlotte, after uh, two games, are starting to come together as a unit, David. And and you know that's uh, they've been missing their two bigs for a while, but they played well against mismatches that they got underneath the basket versus Sacramento, and Kaminsky was a big part of that. And they fought, they fought hard when they were outmatched by Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan in uh, Los Angeles against, against those Clippers. In this game, Frank Kaminsky may go up against Tariq Black, who is in the Lakers' starting unit in place of a highly paid center, T- Timothy Mozgov. Because the Lakers are getting younger, but also because of Tariq's defense, Kaminsky will have a height advantage on the six nine forward center. But David, I'm not sure. I'm not sure Frank Kaminsky wants to force things inside on Tariq Black. That could be a mistake. Got to draw that guy out. 
Yeah, that's where Frank's finding some of these mismatches, I think. So he needs to continue to shoot that ball like he has been. That's obviously going to be huge for for Frank. And you mentioned the turnovers in this game. The Lakers you know, will turn it over, and the Hornets cannot turn it over. Like You can't afford to give any team turnovers, but they, they have to really um, – uh, accentuate that positive for themselves. You know what I mean? They've got to turn the Lakers over some, try and get some easy baskets. That's just not something the Hornets do. The fast break points are few and far between for this team. And this is a chance to maybe get some easy ones and put away a young team. That's something you kind of want to see. I don't care who it's against. I don't care what happens in the game. I want to see another game like they had in Sacramento where they got it to a big lead. Yeah, I gave it up, but then didn't have one of these fourth quarter collapses. Um, so they need to develop some, some consistency coming back around the end of this road trip. And you want to see some consistency from both Kimba Walker and Nick Batum. They are fresh off a game where they scored 30-plus points. That was Kimba's 10th 30-point game this season. He had 13 last season, so he looks to be on pace to break uh, that record, which which eclipsed his previous season-high record of five games. So he went from five to 13, and now he already has 10 on the season, they could definitely use another 30-point game from Kemba Walker. Uh, both Walker and Batum played well against the Lakers in their first matchup. Walker finished with 28 points, 10 assists, and 8 rebounds. Batum totaled 23 points, 10 assists, 5 boards. And Jordan Clarkson led the way for Los Angeles in that first matchup, 25 points on 7 of 9 from 3. Clarkson will be a big test off the bench for Marco Bellinelli and Jeremy Lamb defensively. I think if if you want to beat this Lakers team, uh, you have to focus on shutting down what Jordan Clarkson gives them offensively, which is a little bit of everything. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's been he's been distributing the ball much better as well, and that's, that's sort of been a big focus around Lakerland right now. Is now that they've pulled away Lou Williams, who was a ball a possession eater, um, mm-hmm. it's Jordan Clarkson much more willing to give the ball up because he knows that it could possibly come back to him and shoot the ball. That's some insight that I got from Locked On Lakers. So the Locked On oh. Podcast Network is the gift. Uh, that gives uh, keeps on giving. Any other players in this one that you'll be watching? No, you mentioned the two guys. I think this is one of those games where the Hornets clearly have the superior talent, especially from probably their top two. I mean, you know what I mean? Like the experienced NBA veteran all-star talent, clearly Kimball Walker. And I think the way that Nick Batum played the other night is what we need to see a little bit more from him. Uh, so they need to, uh, I think, you know, step out in this game and perform as such. You know what I mean? They, yeah, they I mean, have when, to take some of that game over. Yeah, because when they've lost some of these games to inferior opponents, inevitably you'd have – they haven't been losing these games when Kimba Walker and Nick Batum scored 20 points each. You know, Inevitably, one of those guys has a really, really bad shooting night or has a bad shooting stretch in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, this, is, this uh, analysis is infuriatingly simple that Kimball Walker and Nick Batum can carry the Hornets to victory against a team like the Los Angeles Lakers if they do, you know, pending they do the things that they always do, which is not turn over the ball, uh, rebound the ball well. This is a surprisingly good rebounding team uh, because partly because they they do have size. No, the Lakers. They're surprisingly 10th in the league in rebounding because they they do offer some size, but they also are athletic. They they like to crash the boards. This is a young team. This is a fast team. And that's why it's you, you make a good point with turnovers being especially a problem against a team like the Lakers because A, you're giving them free points, but also this is a team that's coached by Luke Walton. 
and that that guy loves to get up and down the court. So you know you don't want to give them opportunities um, to to outrun you in, in the fast break because they absolutely will. Here's the last thing, David. After that huge loss to the Spurs on Sunday, Coach Walton was calling out the Lakers' heart and their competitive spirit on a night when team owner Jeannie Buss and Magic Johnson, who is now their president of basketball operations, were watching closely. After after these two, they basically Game of Thrones the front office and now have full control over what happens with this team moving forward. They have a lot of young talent, but all of that young talent is also expendable because you know in the offseason – they've they're going to be looking to add some stars so it's it's a little bit like audition night every night in los angeles for this lakers team and it was a terrible audition against the san antonio spurs all that to say david i fully expect this squad to be ready to play the charlotte hornets and if the hornets are not ready this could be another embarrassing loss and one that could start to put the nail in the coffin of their playoff chances. So, you know, as infuriatingly simple as the analysis is for this game on how the Hornets win, um, it could it could start to get really complex if they lose this game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's it's, that's why it's a big win. And, and we've talked about the athleticism, uh, you know, of the Hornets being a little lacking compared to some of their opponents. And this is one of those games where sheer athleticism – probably falls in the Lakers' favor. So the Hornets have got to do the things they know how to do, play how they've been playing. I mean, that's the good news. We've seen some good things regardless of outcomes of games. If they play that way, you have to feel pretty good about it. That'll do it for us here on Locked On Hornets. Thanks so much for listening to this show on the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. Subscribe to us on iTunes. While you're there, give us a five-star review. It helps hardcore Hornets fans like yourself find this podcast. Uh, Big thanks to our sponsor for this episode, Frame Warehouse. Visit framewarehouse.net today. Find a location in Charlotte and get that framing project done. Shoot us your Hornets questions and thoughts to buzzbuzz at lockedonhornets.com. Justin and I, Justin Thomas from ESPN 730, will be back tonight for Locked on Hornets Live. Big show. Chris Herring from ESPN will be in the house talking about Kimball Walker. Much more ahead. For David, I'm Doug. Go Hornets. Go America. Beat the Lakers. Let's swarm Charlotte. Like what you hear? Consider sharing this podcast with other Charlotte Hornets fans. The easiest way? Our new website, LockedOnHornets.com. There you can download the podcast, listen to our latest episodes, and check out Locked on Hornets live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m.